0: This is the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast, helping you work together better with Judy Reese, X ray listener, best selling author, international virtual collaboration trainer, and master of metaphor. Hear more at x raylistening.com.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast. With me today is Mike Sutton. Hello, Mike.
0: Hello, Judy.
1: Great to have you here. Now, would, would you like to introduce yourself and what you do in relation to collaboration?
0: Oh, collaboration. So, I'm, I'm Mike Sutton, like Judy said. Um, by day, I'm a, a change agent for companies. I try and get people who build, who build stuff working closely and joyfully and happily with people who want stuff built. Mostly around software. So collaboration is, is, the, is the biggest word in that whole picture. Um, so that, that's my day job. By night, I craft um, software things to help people do that, do collaboration better. Specifically in meetings, but generally.
1: Mm-hmm. And you've just introduced this amazing app called Amaze Meet.
0: Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Came, it came like a bolt out of the blue. Um, I was working in a in a pretty large company. By large, I mean seventy four thousand people. And um, typically, what happens is I I advertise courses I don't entirely have yet. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have like a I have like a, a precy for it. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a lean technique. You put you know you just put a feeler out, and people are interested in it. Then you have to be able to respond quickly, and it was called um, uh, uh, "Facilitating Effective Meetings."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I had one—I had basically one day to create this hour, ninety-minute <coughs> workshop. Um, and it was like four o'clock in the morning. Sorry about this. My God, I got all kinds of things going on. Um, it was about four o'clock in the morning, and uh, I thought, you know, I've, I've delivered similar workshops before but really they haven't um they haven't really achieved the aim people enjoy the sessions but there's been no long sort of long-lasting thing that they could use to learn how to facilitate Mm -hmm. so I thought I thought about how I how I personally facilitate conversations and I turned that into into a a visual artifact a canvas and and I went to the workshop and we, we we did a couple of things. The first was we took their last previous, everybody each person had their last previous meeting experience from the moment they got the invite to the moment that they left the meeting and and, and, and so on and they created they, they created it on the canvas, and uh more than half realized that that meeting should never have happened. <laughs> Uh, so we got some converts. We got some converts from that experience because they thought, actually, you know, if we thought through this, um, we we shouldn't be wasting this much time and human potential. So, this is so
1: enormous amounts of time and money that's being wasted by meetings, isn't it? I mean, it's it just is, phenomenal.
0: It's phenomenal. Well, you know, we, uh, my co-founder Violet, Violet, and I, when we started looking into this, we didn't think there was any any numbers around this, but there's there's Quite a popular study now that was commissioned by Atlassian, a software company, um, in 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 the uh, waste of time aspect of meetings in the U.S., and they've estimated it to be thirty-seven billion dollars a year. Blimey, <laughs> by, thirty-seven by,
1: billion a year!
0: Billion, you know, because it's it's endemic. They 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 came up with a huge amount of data. Some of it was like, you know, the the average employee uh attends uh eleven meetings a day you know uh, they didn't i didn't go into details of you know how long and so on but that's a lot of people attending a lot of meetings mm-hmm. um and and so we thought well actually it's in from my own experience because given given that I work with very large companies it is one of the recurring um uh complaints across every single team, every single manager, every single executive that I meet is is how many meetings they've got to attend. It's become like a, you know, it's almost like a, a given that that comes with the territory. It can't be better. Um, and, you know, there's certain individuals, this comes to reputations, there's certain individuals and in companies that seem to have a reputation for having the crappiest meetings ever. You know, they'll have some individual whose who's, uh, style is to have as many people as there is humanly possible who know about this particular issue to all be on the same call or in the same room. And the person who calls the meeting has no clue how to do large group facilitation. They just exercise their power and drag people in. So and you've it, got like
1: 50 people on a video conference and there is no chance of anybody getting a word in edgeways.
0: <laughs> and, and literally, it's like an audience for four people to, to talk about the thing. You know, because usually it'll be like four or five people that that either feel empowered enough to participate or actually know anything that they can contribute to. So the the, the remote aspect adds such a dynamic to it. Um, uh, you know, it's it's a really exciting thing to be involved in right now because it, it's without any kind of any kind of intervention, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse.
1: Mm-hmm you know working in that space myself i can definitely appreciate that i mean facility yeah you, know, you start off having an ordinary conversation and you end up well you, you 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 have a conversation about remote meetings and you think you're talking about half a dozen people yes and suddenly you realize <laughs> they're talking about 200 people
0: <laughs> and that's that's a scary thought i mean even coming back just to the language of things right this is this is what i find scary and i'm t- hearing from from you too that you know you say oh let's 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 have a meeting to discuss x and the other person says let's have a meeting to discuss x but actually on un- ultimately what they're talking about is a complete di- a completely different definition of what that means you know so there's a lot to do around there's a, there's a lot to uh, a, a lot to do there's a lot of sort of um, level setting on what people mean by certain words before we can even then th- talk about how do we how do we now make the thing that we both mean work mm. you know so uh, there's a there's a lot to it there's a there's a, there's a lot to it
1: Absolutely. Um, so one of my things is helping people to talk about what words particularly mean to them and what their metaphors mean to them yeah on which topic I want to ask you about your metaphor for collaboration? Yes. So when you are collaborating at your best, yeah, you are like what?
0: That's a very good one. That's a very good one. Um. Okay. I, well, the way I'm going to address that is is to do a word search for me. Just, just. To pick out the words that are jumping at me right Mm -hmm. now. So courageous. Mm -hmm. Um, Courageous. Impatient. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Impatient. They're there. Um, Excited.
1: Excited.
0: So courageous, impatient, and excited.
1: Courageous, impatient, and excited.
0: And um, so what I'm like, hmm, what I'm like is a Dell boy selling a car. Mm-hmm. That's what I am, right? Because it's like I'm, it doesn't matter. Who, the courageous aspect of it is I'm no respecter of person at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm I'm interested in the goal that we end up talking at a human level about the thing, you know, whatever it is that, that, that the subject is. Um, and it doesn't matter who I need to speak to at what risk to my own person <laughs> i just go for it it's, it's, there's a euphoria about it and i'm impatient because i want to get to that point there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a flow i guess when thing when people are, are really working together beautifully it's i can't describe it it's just it's a it's a it's a state mm. if i observe um, you know it's all very genial even if there's disagreements, um, people are kind of on the same page. They might be finishing each other's sentences. They might be reaching for the thing at the same time because they know that's what's next, you know. And so I'm impatient to get to that point, um, and and ex- and excited that wow we are there's a possibility that we might even get close to it. So um, so that's I. I feel like I would imagine a Dell Boy trying to sell something to somebody is, you know, like, man, you're going to really totally enjoy this. And whatever your reservations, just let's just let's just take the chance. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. That kind of thing. So that that's what I'm like when it comes to like when, when collaboration is, is working perfectly for me.
1: And there's a flow and there's a euphoria. Yes. And excited and impatient and courageous, like Dell Boy selling a car.
0: That's correct.
1: And when you're like that. Yeah. Is there anything else about that Dell boy?
0: Oh, um, wow. So when I'm like that, um, it doesn't last for very long because I get exhausted pretty damn quick after that. <laughs> like, you know, if I if I can sustain that for my, unfortunately, my job is really to my day job as a as a as a agile coach in organizations is to. Sustain that not just for myself but for others. Mm. So if I if I have a day where I'm in that zone for three, four, five hours, you know, generally, I I'm basically shot by the end of the day. You know, I'm like complete total exhaustion mentally, but also physically because you, you kind of get this sort of physical coming down type of thing. So, um, yeah. So it, it's. When I'm, when I'm like that it's, There's a sense in my head Now that I, I, I've experienced it so many times That man the down off this is going to hurt <laughs> so,
1: so when There is that down And it yeah. is going to hurt Then what happens What, what, what do you um, do next
0: w- w- What happens is uh, I come back And if usually I'm, I'm in a hotel somewhere And I go and have a Long Island iced tea Which is <laughs> <laughs> which is my signature, my signature drink. And and I, and I, and I contemplate, I think, Mikey, how long are you going to be able to sustain this for? It's like, you, you, you like that sense, that feeling of collaboration, especially when I'm doing it with a client. Um, But uh, it takes, it takes a lot out of you. And, and sometimes you get into that, into that space, into that zone, and you bring people in and they experience it too. But there may be things in their lives, in their reality, that kind of says that they can't have it all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: So they just don't try. Mm. And, and for me, that, that feels like, oh, my goodness, I've, I've, I've helped people see something for a moment, but now they're not, you know, not going to try and seek it themselves. And for me, that feels a little bit like, like not having achieved as much as I, 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 I would have wished for. Mm-hmm. so, um, so then, when I get my drink, I'm sitting down and I'm thinking about it, and I think, oh gosh, uh, maybe I should just go and do something else because you know, I can't have this thing all the time, and the people I'm trying to help get it all the time, they don't feel like they can have it all the time, so what's the point so that's that's one aspect of it, that's, and yet
1: you do go and do it again,
0: yeah, well, you know. <laughs>
1: So, and what I think I've heard you say is that you've got that feeling of that euphoria, that flow, that excited, that courageous, that impatience yeah. and you're doing it even though Absolutely. the down off this is going to be awful. That's correct. So, what, <laughs> what I'm guessing is that the high of doing it is worth it. The,
0: both the high, you, you, you're correct, the, both the high is worth it, but also the hope—the hope, the hope mm-hmm. that you know tomorrow I'm going to be able to impact this one person who would just get it out of the, the the you know in the in the eight years, for example, that I've been working with big companies, I've worked with, closely with fifteen hundred people very closely, and out of that, there's probably less than ten percent, probably about five percent, who have decided to stay in that zone. Mm-hmm. Um. And and carried on, and I can I get personal testimonials that you know the best thing that ever happened to me was you coming to our company and showing me there's a different way and so on, and almost 100% of those people leave the company they were, they were <laughs> right because you know they try and sustain it and they find that actually um, some of these corporate some of these corporations aren't built to to support and encourage collaboration. This walls up. So so, so um, it's the hope that I may. I may find other people. I may change help other people um, do this and enjoy it. Um, that that makes me kind of wake up the next day, you know, mm. and do it, do it again.
1: And is there a relationship between all of that and creating amaze meat
0: Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Like, uh, it's it's a scaling issue. <laughs> <laughs> the scaling problem is that, um, I can't facilitate every single meeting there is, right and and um uh I, I don't think actually that there's enough facilitators in the world that could do that so the the other answer is is it better to have um is is it better to have a few really good facilitators in the world and you know they they try and do whatever or many people who have at least a, a, a bit of a chance to just get a better way of designing their conversations um so i'm i'm opting for the latter because you know, I think that one of the biggest things any company or any other group of people can do is learn how to facilitate conversations. It's almost like it's, it's, it's basically working life one
1: mm-hmm. we're, we're so much on the same page here. If if organizations can learn to collaborate internally, yeah. magic can happen.
0: Absolutely. Just, actually, just today, one guy, we had a, a retrospective, and one guy says, I want shorter meetings. And, and I said, you know, to help you get shorter meetings, what would be really, really useful for me is two things. One, you as the person attending a meeting, learning certain skills. And then we, and, and then we can go and help the person organizing meetings to learn some certain skills as well. It's a two-way thing. So, you know, if you're willing to sit in a meeting that's going on for, for too long, you're not learning. You're not sharing. It's of no value to you. Uh, what do you do?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the answer is, you put your hand up and say, uh, "This isn't working for me. Either let's make it work for me, or please can I leave?" You know. Yeah. <laughs> and I said that to the guy, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, oh, uh, I don't know if I can do that."
1: And of course, that's really scary.
0: It is, of course, it's a, it's a scary. But
1: it's a, but it's a skill. You start same way. You start learning scales on the piano. You start by at the bottom,
0: absolutely. You know, and that's kind of the extreme case. Putting your hand up and saying whatever, but the skill is in learning to to help people see in a non in a non conflict uh, conflict way that this thing could be better. Mm. I I remember a, a quote from um, um, uh, what's the name, Marshall Rosenberg's book, uh, Nonviolent Communication, where he recounts a story where he's at a party. And he's kind of tired. And uh, there's the, the dentists and doctors all starting just talking about mush. They're just talking about whatever the heck they're talking about. And he grows a little impatient. And he says, listen, listen, listen. We're spending some time here and I would really like it to be valuable. But how it's going right now just isn't doing it for me. So would you be willing for us to actually talk about something that we all care about? <laughs> right? You know, and I, I think about it and I think, and I think to myself, it's much easier to just walk away, right? Or, or mentally switch off and hope the time passes, right? It's much easier to do that. But if actually you are, you are interested in getting value for the time that you're spending around people or in a meeting or in any endeavor, then you have really no other alternative than to try and reach out and say, please help make this valuable for me. Mm-hmm. Right, it will be valuable for you, and it's, it's you know we just have to find ways to make to help people find it comfortable enough to do that.
1: And that would be such a profound change wow. within organizations if people had the courage to say, "Actually, this isn't working for me. Can we make it work?"
0: Right, right. I, I mean, it's I such
1: an enormous difference.
0: Huge difference. Huge, a huge difference. Like, um, uh, we 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 tend, based on my experience, we tend to uh, um, to approach that situation with aggression, mm. right? You know, people are sitting in a meeting and, you know, you can choose to go, hmm, this seems a little off topic. Uh, I don't know even what the topic was, but it really, this doesn't seem to be giving us any value. Can we get it back on topic? That could be one approach. Another approach generally that I see is, uh, you know, you're really just wasting, everybody. it's very antagonistic. It's not. Mm. It's not progressive. It's not collaborative. It's you know. People feel. Uh, some people feel that because because it's uncomfortable for them to say it, they say it in, in an uncomfortable way. Mm. You know? Um. So, uh, I I choose to think of that as a problem of pra- practice. It's just not. It's not practiced enough. It's not finessed enough. Um. And organizations need to be fit they need to be investing in that hugely
1: hugely,
0: hugely you
1: know now i one thing i wanted to ask you about i know that you and your co-founder in amaze Me violetta um yeah. you you were experimenting and ex- with exploring your metaphors for the process of launching a, a tech startup
0: yes yeah that's my that's my that's my that's my bad to be honest, because see, in my, in my day job, I try and explain to people very simple, different concepts. And I, I use metaphors a lot. Like almost every conversation has some kind of metaphor because metaphors allow me to uh, more comfortably describe what I mean in a way that the other person could also more comfortably uh, see. So, uh, and unfortunately, when I start to describe the metaphor, I'm like, I'm also like a learner in the process. I'm like, wow, this actually works, right? So we kind of get carried away, and um, we were talking about we were talking about two things. There's kind of two aspects to it. Uh, one of it was um, how, in order to launch this this startup. It, it kind of started in a slightly unconventional way. It didn't start with software. It started with a piece of, uh, with a file, a PDF of, of this design canvas that was designed for people to print on paper and fill out manually. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, the conversation was around, you know, how much time should we put to ref- refining that, that PDF document, I was like, I was like saying, well, you know, let's think of this like a rocket. You know, we should send a rocket up into space, and it needs something to propel it through our atmosphere and pass through, pass through um, into space. And beyond that, the the stuff that launched it then becomes a problem, right? It becomes too heavy mm-hmm. and unnecessary, so it needs to sort of um, uh, let go of its of the, the big heavy engine and some of its fuel or whatever, so that it can coast in a different environment. So we, we, we talked about that really in relation to the physical canvas, because at some point, um, most of the people who will be using the app will probably be using it on their computer or on their tablet, and they won't have need for the canvas. So at some point, we may not be... We, Supporting that because the environment in which we operate and our users operate will won't have that. So then we thought about then we thought, wow, okay, what else won't we need? Right? J- using using that metaphor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: at which point do we break out of the atmosphere? So I mean, when you now explore this metaphor, you start to try and find things, and you say, well, what are the con? What is Earth? Is Earth's atmosphere? What's the, what's the What's the similarity? What's the equivalent of Earth's atmosphere in our startup? And what would space look like, right? And what is that border boundary between the two of them? It's yes, like, we start to go through this thing. And it's like, whoa, we just entered a different world here. I just was like tickling bits of my brain. I didn't think I needed to be tickled, right? So, <laughs> so you know, that was, that was the first one. The second one was uh so far we've been really really lucky um we we have about nearly 8000 downloads of this of of the canvas of the pdf and that's been in like 6 weeks and uh w- one of the things that we're trying to do is is experiment with uh various features and and approaches within our startup like you know uh should we use email? Should we call people? Should you know? Should we uh, reach out to people on on Twitter? We try these things, and we call them waves. So we now started following up you know, on the whole idea of waves. So we have the rocket metaphor. And now we're looking at the wave and waves building on waves metaphor, which kind of ended in a in a tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> in this in this sort of You know, build up of little ripples. They just, they just kind of add up, add up, and add up until there's just this massive deluge of. In our case, we thought it was going to be opportunity, but we don't know. We don't know exactly yet. The jury's still out. What deluge of what it's going to be? But so you know, uh, of those seven thousand people, we we, for example, we opened um, the private uh, trial to. Uh, 124 of the first set of people to do. So that's kind of wave one. Um, And now we start to think, really, what what will be the content of wave two? What's the debris of wave two? What's that going to bring, right? And, you know, waves surge to a coast and they they surge back and they bring something back. So what are we going to put in the wave that goes out and what are we expecting it to bring back in, you know? And what, um,
1: what I'm hearing is a lot of enthusiasm in these metaphors yeah what difference for you did using metaphors? what difference did that make to your thinking? You said it tickled parts of your brain but what 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 benefit was that well
0: so again this is this is just talking purely from a personal perspective but also from from a from a uh from from an educated perspective around the subject of metaphors right so i'm i'm perhaps more used to using metaphors as as containers as not containers as um they for 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 me they are like a they are like a, a, a potential pot of answers mm-hmm. right it's like a, it's like a picture you look at and it, and somebody tells you um that is, you know, it's a picture of a, of a, of a plant or a, 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 a potted plant. And someone says, your life is in that plant. Holy crap, my life, my past, my future, my, my present and my future. You now start to look at it and you start to go, hmm, I wonder if I was a the leaf. Then I get stuff from the sun. What's my sun? You know, so you, it's, it's helping you see um, uh, sources of learning, like, Similarities between your context and this other world context. And it's easier to explore that because it's almost, it's almost, it's further ahead in, in time than you are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost exp- exploring your existence through this, through this other picture. But clearly the danger is you can take it too far, right? <laughs> <laughs> clearly the danger, the danger is you can clearly take it too far. The skill is in knowing where no mike that's you're not a plant <laughs> right uh, and and yes if the sun goes out the plant will die but probably you won't so you know so you know all of these kind of there 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 they are limits to it clearly mm-hmm. but um, nevertheless i th- i think that i think that for, for us Violetta and myself it it is like it's like you are the third person right? and you can look at this landscape and you can, you can inquire from it your own uh, things that could be useful to your own context.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, yeah. So uh, a friend of mine in, in Germany does this thing called Serious Play with Lego, where they, they construct metaphors with Lego. And they're literally... I've
1: never seen it done.
0: No, you, you've heard of that? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so we'll say like, hear these various pieces so they kind of gamify they not gamify they turn it into a game so they'll say um, they, they'll deliberately not give you human pieces right so there's no people in the, in the set that they give you sometimes mm-hmm. there's animals so they'll say use this to represent your office and they'll go my boss is like the elephant <laughs> well, what is that? or oh, because he's big and got a trunk no no not really <laughs> <laughs> Because he seems to remember everything or whatever right mm-hmm. and they generate this thing and, and they what they're doing is literally constructing this landscape, this picture that I, uh, that Violetta and I are creating through language and they're, they're creating it physically. And then they can, they can, they can ask it questions. You know, they can look at it and go, hmm, so, um, uh, you've got a, you've got a hyena in your, in your picture of animals. Uh, why did you pick a hyena? And they, they'll talk about sort of negative aspects of behavior. And they'll go, Well, how might the hyena become, I don't know, a flamingo? And you can look at it and you can go, Well, maybe if the hyena went to live with other flamingos and the other flamingos gave the hyena you know, some love, the hyena might become a, a flamingo. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's a there's a there's a code there's a code, there's a mapping that goes and it says, Oh, so so Stuart needs to go and sit with <laughs> these other two people and, and, and let's hope Stuart gets some love, right? And Stuart will stop not stop, you know stop being like X, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, these are all, they're all kind of techniques playing on 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 the concept of metaphors, whether physically or mentally. Um, and aside from anything else, they are just fun, to be honest. Aside from anything else, they are just fun.
1: Excellent. That- I hate to stop stop this conversation because it's so interesting. I mean, I find it so interesting because metaphor is absolutely at the heart of what I do and what I do with collaboration and groups. However, yeah. we need to come to an end. Sure. So sure. if people want to find out more about you or contact you or find out about Amazemeet, how do they do that?
0: So uh, Meat is is, is uh, currently located at com, and it's very short and to the point uh, the point being life is too short for crappy meetings um, there's a thousand other things you could do than just sit in a crappy meeting and for for the work that I do with with organizations I'm at uh, the improvement and and the idea there is that uh, I don't bring change I come in and I help you get the change that you're looking for as a, as an equal partner so that's it that's how that's how people can can get it, get some of the Mikey Love
1: Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. It's been an absolute joy. Let's do it again sometime.
0: We should. We should for sure. Thank you so much, Judy.